You're listening to Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. I'm your host, Too Loud TX, and yes, we are here for another episode in less than a week. Man, we're making some progress here. I don't know about you, Monster, but we are. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, the man who's riding a guide to box fighting, and I'm glad he can just write, Mr. Monster D-Face. What's going on, buddy? Hey, I know how to play too, right? Don't count me out. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, guys, we are back with another episode for y'all. I told you, man, I got too loud this week. We're keeping them. We're making all these episodes for y'all. We're trying to do them all and try to do them as best as we can for you guys. And obviously... We are spending our Christmas Eve together. Really, it's just my way to trick you into spending Christmas Eve with me, Monster. Uh, me. Like many people want out there. I'm getting to do it by, you know, saying, hey, let's do a podcast. You know, hey, we can be friends. Come on. Come on to the podcast. <laughs> so, you know, here we are. Enjoying this on a wonderful Christmas Eve. Guys, make Absolutely. sure you are following us on Twitter at The Fortnite Podcast. And shout out to all of our patrons for continuing support us. We did put that on pause. I just want to make one more announcement let you guys know if you are a Patreon, it is on pause for now. Uh, we're going to go, go back to the drawing board a little bit. Uh, without further ado, man, like I said, it's Christmas Eve, Monster. Merry freaking Christmas Eve to you and your family. I hope you've got all your shopping done because if you have it and you have to go somewhere today, holy crap, you, we better hurry this podcast up. Nope, nope. I live on Amazon Prime, so it's yeah. all good on my end. Yeah. We got that way done in advance. But yeah, happy holidays to everyone tuning in. Hope you guys have a great one. And just honestly, just kick back, man. If you got some time off, enjoy it. Enjoy the peace. Enjoy the quiet. What about your year, man? 2019. Last year, this time, you were still living in Florida. Yeah, dude. It's kind of it's crazy to think I've moved across you know, the country again, right? As yeah. I went from... You know, north to south. Now I'm somewhere in the in the, in the middle of this big old place. Are, are you no. working your way to the west coast? Is this is is that what's I, happening? I hope here? not. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, yeah, it has been uh, you know quite the roller coaster of the year. And honestly, this last year has really helped me put the world into a much smaller bubble. Like I feel like the world is just so small, man. You can get from you know point A to point B really in no time. Yeah, well, you've definitely done some traveling around the world this year for sure, uh, to say the least. Uh, and it's going to be exciting to see what happens next year as well. I mean, it's been a, it has been an incredible year, man. And um, we hit over a million listens this year, right? Like, I, I for a lot of people that might not mean a lot uh, to me, it's significant, right? I've put a lot of my time in content development uh, into podcasting, and so for me, this has been a really incredible year, a really fun year to achieve some things I never got to do before. Uh, I got to travel uh, this year a lot for gaming, which I hadn't. I'd started to do a little bit in 2018. I did a whole lot of in 2019. Got involved in the COD community as well, uh, traveling there for Deserto. So it's been a lot of fun, man. It, 2019 has been a crazy year, uh, and I'm I'm happy to take a few weeks and calm down and finally like decompress because it has been a busy year. It's been busy for you. Oh, it's been so busy for me, man. Endless amount of flights that I never thought I'd, you know, be jumping on phone calls and conversations and just the people I've been able to connect with over the last year has been absolutely incredible. Then of course the podcast, you know, just keeping up with this and, you know, really growing a fan base around this has been just, you know, something beautiful to watch unfold. Man. So like I said, 2019, an amazing year. Uh, and looking at 2019 from a Fortnite perspective, 
What are some of the things that stick out into your mind? Immediately, I, I'll say this. These are, these are some of the things that I immediately thought of. Let's just start with number one. Lupo raising $2.3 million, which is probably the most important thing out of anything we can talk about today. $2.3 million for cancer. And using yeah. Fortnite as that, as that platform. I think it was just unbelievable. I was just going to say, man, Lupo is one of the, you know, the best and, and kindest people that kind of risen out of the, uh, of what is the Fortnite, right. And, and the kind of stars that have risen out of Fortnite, Doc Lupo is definitely one of the most kind hearted ones using his platform in the best way possible to give back to others. You don't see any constant creators taking advantage the way he has taken advantage. And I'm happy someone so passionate has found success because, you know, if I was in his shoes, this is, this is like the kind of, you know, example I'd love to set and be able to set for people. Right. Yep. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Uh, we had a lot of big names this year. I mean, we saw even a lot of the big names grow. We saw Ninja. Look at his brand. Look how much different things he's done. The partnerships he's shown. Right? How we've we've we 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 had a star. Right? Like in the industry that was showing up on all these places. Like it's really good. Right? A lot of like you said, a lot of big names. But then we had some kind of sad things happen too throughout the year. Uh, you also had Tifu leaving phase, right? You saw, right. you know, Tifu and Cloaksy not really doing anything. I mean, dude, did you really think coming out of 2018, we were going to sit here at the end of 2019 and say Tifu and Cloaksy aren't even a duo anymore? Nah, I don't know, man. Things have, yeah, kind of taken a turn so fast, right? Like just month to month, everything seems so perfect. And then bow, suddenly like the life meta shifts, right? And yeah. things just look different and our scene is different. But what I will say is like, I feel like this year was the year of the orgs. Like organizations have really become like the mainstream spotlight. We're talking big investors, you know, celebrities yep. jumping yep. in and, and, you know, cleaning True. their stake and helping, you know, build up these foundations. And the only streamer I can think of is Ninja, who's a sole individual. You know, I know he left Luminosity Gaming, but just as a sole individual is claiming these or gaining these big time partnerships and deals. There's no one else that's by himself doing it, but the orgs are making huge strides in doing this as well. Yeah. So it has been the year of the orgs and Ninja, to be honest. Yeah, all this advertising money, this is kind of the bubble. If you ever hear anybody talk about it a little bit of like the esports bubble, it's kind of all the money coming in real fast. So everybody's kind of doing it. And yeah, there might be a little leveling out going on now and we'll see what happens. But yeah, I agree, man. It's been incredible watching the brands grow. We're watching gaming as a whole grow and the respect that I feel like it's starting to get a little bit more in the the general society of life, right? Like, oh wait, Booga wins three million and everybody turns their eyes on it and like, oh, maybe we should pay attention to this. But like that's yeah. another big thing that happened this year. The first Fortnite World Cup happened this year. Booga won three million dollars, man. Like what to you, what does that say not only about Fortnite and what it could do filling Arthur, Arthur Ashe Stadium in freaking New York. But also, what does it mean for the future? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, the World Cup was the eye-opener to, I guess, the rest of the world saying, hey, this is something you guys should be paying attention to because, you know, money draws attention, right? And yeah. it's crazy because, like, gaming has always been, like, this billion-dollar industry, right? But, like, under the radar, never quite mainstream until this last year, these huge tournaments, spectacles, and most importantly, Fortnite being one of the first games that was on like a console or whatever in a long while to just go global, right? Like a global phenomenon yeah. that kind of swept every single culture and, and country by storm. And now all of a sudden it's on everyone's radar because of this one huge tournament. 
Um, I feel like there was a time in the past when like Call of Duty was in this phase, right? Yeah. But technology wasn't where it was now, right? Back then and, and Twitter and this media to kind of get all these stories around wasn't where it is now. So now the next thing to hit, you know, mainstream media by storm, it, it just goes viral. Look at TikTok, right? These yeah. things are just going viral. They're sweeping the world and they're just kind of uprooting all of these content creators in the process. Yeah, it's, it is really interesting, like you said, uh, you know, watching the behavior there and what's going on. I, I mean, uh, you know, there's a ton of great things that are happening this year that put Fortnite at the highlight of things that are going on, right? Like we said, Dr. Lupa obviously raising $2.3 million, you know, using Fortnite as, as, as the platform there as his game of choice because it's so dear to his heart. Uh, you had, you know, Booga winning $3 million. Uh, and, but I also think what's really interesting is where Fortnite pushes the envelope a little bit. This year, they took their game offline for two days. Two days, bro. What game at the top of the market takes their game offline for two days and just continues, continues to have like the entire media and everybody else still buzzing about them? Well, what's going on? Like It was unbelievable. And I know a lot of people are like, well, what is that significant for? No, I... But I'm, I'm the, the point of it is like, look at the power, right? Look at the power of, of social media and marketing whenever you go like, hey, we're going to do something cool. We need time to, you know, essentially implement our brand new system. So we'll find a way to do it really cool in the game. And we'll take our game offline for two days and make people want to play it even more. Yeah, that whole black hole event is definitely something I think a lot of us will remember um, because it, it was it was crazy. It was trending worldwide. Yeah. Everyone's talking about it. It hit news outlets. It hit every gaming outlet. You just couldn't not know about it. Almost like the World Cup. This is not the first time Fortnite has done or Epic Games, honestly, has done something to this extremist caliber and magnitude, right? Really just changing yeah. the shape of, you know, what they can do in, in entertainment as a whole. No, I, I definitely agree. I think that's what makes them so unique, right? Like a lot of people can say, like you said, it was magic in a bottle, right? Fortnite just happened to happen when social media was blowing up and it happened when, you know, they had this perfect art style and all these things. And there are all these things that made it magic in a bottle, but I got to give it to Epic in the part that they, they just keep pushing the envelope, right? They just keep going forward and trying things. I know we talked about, and you might've heard me talk about it, like the star Wars event, a little bit of a failure for some people in their eyes, uh, a little disappointing for me personally, but the thing that I do like about it is that they're pushing that envelope, right? They're continually going and trying something new. And some of the significant things that Fortnite has done to change in this industry as well are some of the things I want to talk about. I mean, just beginning, let alone with season passes. Dude, we see a season pass on every single game we go to now. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, season, I, rem- I was going to say, like, season pass has been around, but when you have the biggest game in the world, you know, capitalizing billions of dollars on this kind of, you know, payment model, right? Yeah. And, and these yeah. consistent skins and stuff. Now everyone is doing it. And I mean, it, it's cool. It, it is a bang for the buck. And the game, right? Fortnite is yeah. giving away so much value in these purchases, right? Well, I'll it, put quotations around value, guys. Yeah, we all yeah, yeah. But, it's, but, it's, but like they are. But it's more so like what they've changed. Like you're right. Season passes have been around for a long time for DLC. Hey, buy the season pass. You get to three DLCs. But like creating an actual seasonal pass that has progression in it with like award systems as you go through it, that was never detailed as much as it is right by Fortnite. And, and at, at least at the level it was done that I've seen. Uh, Might have been some smaller games and titles they, you know, they gathered things from in the past. But 
for on a big scale on a on a triple A title, that was the first time it had been done. And now it's almost generic on everything everything we do. Crossplay, dude. I don't think people understand what Epic did here. Okay, this is the biggest one out of everything. If Fortnite disappears tomorrow, I want I I, I want to always tell them and thank them for crossplay. Okay, I don't know if people get this, Monster. I don't, but we have crossplay now on Call of Duty. We have crossplay on Dauntless. Okay, like these are these are big upcoming games in the community right now. Activision decided to go crossplay. Bro, this is crazy. People don't yeah. understand what Epic did. Epic actually revolutionized the entire gaming industry with this one. And like you said, I don't think any, anyone else is ever looking back. It is literally uh, the way gaming should have always been. They broke down that barrier. They tore that wall down and they unified all of the platforms together. And not only that, this year has been the first year that, you know, because of crossplay, right? And this whole like controller wave era, controller players and PC players are battling under the same competitive hub. That's why there's been, you know, the huge debate and, and fire around that topic because, because of the evolution of gaming, this is the first time we're seeing this crossplay of controller players and PC players competing together on the same titles. Yeah. No, I absolutely. And I think the other part of this that I didn't even write down here is the mobile part. Right, like how Fortnite is trying to integrate their mobile community, or at least yes. even allow you as a gamer to go play where you want to play. Right, like this has always been the thing. Right, be a gamer, play where you want to play. Like the freedom of a gamer is these are like kind of mottos and things that PlayStation and Sony have used, and and Xbox have used, Microsoft throughout the years. Right, and Nintendo, like be a gamer here for the gamer, by the gamer, or whatever it is. But like legit. Epic is for the gamer by the gamer at, at its core because not only are we able to play, I know it really sounds like I'm being a big fanboy here, but this one point I really, really am because I don't, I don't think people understand. Like you said, it's not, there's no turning back. Like it is moving forward at this point. And how cool is it that technology is checking up to where we can take an iPad and play Fortnite on it on the road with a PS4 controller, right? Connected to my iPad anywhere I go or, you know, just for fun or I can, you know, so I can stay up with the game. I'm not saying playing competitively, right? But I'm saying coming in here and doing this, like, it's just so awesome. They allow us to play not only with what platform we want to play for, but anywhere we want to play with our, with, with, with our friends. Yeah, and just something else to note on, you know, some of the kind of evolution that Epic has introduced this year, they launched the full-on store. This is the first time you've seen a game yep. like or a company like Epic just say, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna also be the distributor of other great games and then yeah. back developers so much more than any other of the competition that's out there. So they are basically rivaling Steam and you know. Uh, shares for the developer and you know the freedom for the developer and on one of the strongest engines given that open you know kind of source to anyone that wants to develop on their engine so epic has done so many strides not only just like breaking down the barriers of you know xbox versus playstation and you know introducing mobile but also for developers period giving them you know more of a chance to make it as a freelance or indie developer coming up in the scene yeah Yep. No, I, I 100%. Um, you know, I mentioned a little bit about like the Star Wars thing that happened, but you know, the, these cross end game advertisements and events is really revolutionary in the fact that it allows gaming to have another avenue to pay it, right? So that the gamer doesn't have to pay for it all the time. Uh, and I think that's what's really interesting, right? It's not like 
Uh, yes, Epic's making enough money in their store and on their skins, right? I'm sure that's fine. That business is probably going great. But it is something else to say, like, hey, how much money do you have to pay to get Star Wars in a game, right? And what other titles can they get in the future? And I think that is really awesome. I think that, that they're not closed-minded, and that's what it shows here when we talk about all these different things, like seasonal passes, cross-in-game advertising, um, you know, the, the, the cross-play, the in-game store. All these things really just sum it up that, like, Epic is literally changing the industry with Fortnite, and, and there's no looking back. There's no, there's no turning back, and we came a long way here in 2019. You know, the real question is who's paying who is Star Wars like, hey, listen, uh, you know, Fortnite, you're kind of yeah. hot right now. Yeah. Or like, is Epic like, yeah, you know what? What is hot right now? You know, like, like who's who's paying who here? Because we don't even know where that's going. Yeah. Like for all we know, like, honestly, you want to work alongside them, right? Yeah. Like, you want to yeah. be in Fortnite. They are the biggest and hottest thing. And they've been that. And they've also been, you know, the, the, the biggest eye opener. Like, look at what what Epic or Fortnite, Fortnite's collaboration with Borderlands did, right? Yeah. Borderlands is already a successful game, but yeah. when it came into the Epic universe or the Fortnite universe, dude, it definitely grew in fandom and fan base because the art style was dope. It fit in and people were now curious to go check out that game and that release, right? Yeah. That is what a game like Fortnite can do. And that's how they're also revolutionizing cross-collaboration. They're not just saying... You know, it's kind of like content creators, right? Content creators collab all the time. You introduce each other to each other's fans. Games have never done this except for Fortnite. Fortnite is doing that. And I think, you know, it's crazy and it's cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely agree 100%. I can't imagine what Tim Sweeney and Mark Rain are doing right now. Like thinking maybe, you know, like you said, maybe like Star Wars is calling them saying, hey, can we work with you? Like that has to be a dream come true, <laughs> right? Like if they're sitting there, I mean, because these guys grew up watching this stuff too, right? And Tim Sweeney, I'm sure, oh, yeah. you know, sitting there and being like, oh my gosh, I'm getting to work with some of these crazy brands. I mean, we saw, uh, I don't know if you've seen the advertisement for it, uh, but the big Coca-Cola thing that's on Twitch right now. Right. Um, there's an advertisement about Coca-Cola partnering with Twitch, but like, the thing that paved the road for these partnerships are things like what Fortnite has done by bringing in these all these eyes onto this community, onto the industry, and turning all these people to say, like, oh, wait a second, what's going on over there? Maybe we should invest. And then you get Coca-Cola stepping in and, uh, and affecting people's lives and streamers and taking them to Twitch headquarters and all kinds of cool stuff that they're going to do. And that's what I'm excited about in 2020, man. I'm excited to see... What evolution does Epic, what things does Epic continue to challenge this industry on and widen it up uh, and really allow other people to come in and like, how are we going to see this adapt? How is this going to work? Did I ever think I was going to see Borderlands in Fortnite? Never did I think that. And that transition was amazing. So I can't, I can't imagine what we're going to see in 2020. Uh, but speaking of 2020, one of the things we talk a lot of, about on this show is competitive Fortnite. And so let's sum it up here with you, Monster, the competitive Fortnite king yourself. Let's talk a little about FNCS this year and going into 2020. What, let's start with what has Epic learned this year in competitive Fortnite? We've seen all the different things. We've seen the 4v4s, 3v3s. What, what are the, what's the takeaway? Yeah, well, like the first year of competitive for Fortnite, let's just be honest, it was all over the place. There wasn't no way for the outside players to kind of make their way in. It was an invite system only. So it was very inclusive, but it also allowed them to kind of breed up these stars initially. 
Now the second year, things kind of changed. They really adopted this open floor format way more so than any other game. Also, once again, evolutionizing the way teams and players get into the competitive scene. They didn't just allow franchises to buy their way in and stick their players in there. Instead, they allowed it open for any single talented player to make a name for themselves, which was awesome. Then after that, they acquired or hired, I should say, Nate Nanzer from the Overwatch League. And he has also began to kind of reshape the structure that is competitive, which is this next bend of the year that we've already been seeing into play. The launch of the FNCS Championship Series, which was season to season champions crowning them, has been successful so far up until this point. Although we didn't see you know, an official broadcast for the previous one, nonetheless, there is still a structure in play. And this last season of competitive has been the most competitive that we've seen up until this point because they're finally distinguishing between the two. Casual play has all the cool and wacky items and the competitive season this time around finally has just been separated as a loophole as a whole, hopefully knock on wood, but it stays like that, but that's how they've been doing it. So competitive this next year is looking very bright so far for the most part. So long as they continue to just allow the comp players to really focus in it and get down without, you know, having to deal with too much of the crazy stress factors that uh, the casual collaborations can introduce to the game. Well, for those that maybe don't know why that's such a big deal, can you give a little explanation, give a little bit platform to like what the differences are, why that's such an important thing for competitive Fortnite? Yeah, so the major differences you you guys got to understand is that as a professional player, they have to master the game and master all the changes to be the best. They need to have the most knowledge and need the most practice on the field with so. If If and when... Epic and Fortnite kind of just introduce items or map changes. It gives them much less time to kind of practice, increasing, you know, the the kind of random the random chance for someone else to win because it's not skill-based anymore. It's random luck factor, right? Who had the most practice in the short amount of time? Who gets lucky because of the things that people don't know and haven't discovered about the map or the weapons? Um, just look at the harpoon, for example, the most recent addition to competitive and the casual game. At first, it was just like, oh, a cool weapon. You can snatch people. Competitive allowed it to evolutionize the game. Now people are using it to pick up material, break walls from distances, and do really cool setups like that, right? It has made its way, but only with time can the game evolutionize and the pros can learn the tactics and learn how to use these efficiently. Um, When things are just introduced and kind of slammed into comp, it it becomes that much more harder. There's not enough time for people to really you know, kind of blossom and, and learn how to use these things. Same thing with like the heavy sniper. That's a great example of one player inno- innovated with it. They start breaking into boxes with it. And that was like the new meta, right? Like yeah. every weapon has its meta curve where it's like, oh, I find out how to use this now, right? Yeah. And then like, bing, it's like a big light bulb. Like suddenly the game changes. So that's, that's the importance of a separate loophole and, you know, taking your time with introducing things to competitive. Yeah, I think it's sometimes it's fun to see, like, I'm not going to lie, it was fun to watch some of the things that were painful for the community throughout the couple of years, right? Like, Oh, yeah. Planes, hey, yeah. Like, From entertainment, right? bar like, none, dude. Yeah, some of it is so entertaining. So part of me is like, oh, I'm sad to see some of the craziness that Epic puts into Fortnite and not make it into competitive. But I also get it for, you know, the validity for the... You know, yeah. uh, you know, making Fortnite competitive a valued esport. Um, I think I, I understand. I understand why they're why they're making the changes they are. Um, and one change that we had this year was Winter Royale was way different than the previous year. 
I mean, we actually had an event before where you were at a studio with players and things were going on and there's excitement and Bizzle was winning the final game and all kinds of stuff was happening. But this year, not so much. Um, different Winter Royale, but why don't you wrap that one up for us as well? Yeah, just to wrap up kind of like this last season of competitive in general, we haven't seen much kind of come out of Epic. And it can mean one of two things. It can mean maybe they're, you know, shifting focus a little bit, which that would suck. Or they're just planning something really big and they're going to put their funds through some extravagant something. Who knows where that could go? Um, I'm hoping for more lands in 2020. But to wrap up Winter Royale, Winter Royale was awesome. Um, I really love at least that they kind of doubled, if not tripled the prize pool. And then doubled the placement. So if only 1,000 people were going to get paid out, they doubled that. They allowed 2,000 people to get paid out. They really expanded this time around for the holiday season, the prize pool, and the amount of winners that can kind of make a couple hundred dollars for the duo season. And that was because so many people were interested in playing in it. And myself included, I had a great time competing this weekend. But this is how I think it should be. I think they, for the next year, they should scratch the solo cash cups every week kind of format. I think it really kind of you know, doled out the competitive atmosphere because you introduced just too much, right? It's kind of watered down what right. is competitive and introduced these big weekends, similar to how they just did for Winter Royale, where even if it's open, everyone can sit down, hunker down with their best friends and just play and have right. fun and, you know, take a, take a stab at a couple, couple dollars. I think everyone can appreciate something like that more so than the weekly format, but we'll see how it goes. Well, one thing we're going to see how it goes also is 2020 Fortnite World Cup. We don't really have an official announcement, nothing done by them yet, but I can't imagine you go from, like I said earlier, basically filling Arthur Ashe Stadium to not doing anything. Um, I can't imagine that happening, and nor do I imagine them going on a much smaller scale because Epic hasn't been known to be one that takes back steps when it comes to uh, production and uh, and doing things big. So... Man, what is it? What are are we gonna see it? Where are we gonna see it? What's your prediction around this thing? Like, we're gonna hear something soon. You think beginning of the year, right after the new year? All right. Full disclaimer: I do not work for Epic Games, guys. I work alongside them when I'm casting because I still get DMs to this day to like introduce servers for yeah, you know yeah, yeah. someone's someone's state or something crazy like that. Like, guys, I don't work for Epic. I just work alongside them. But with that being said, um, my speculation on the Fortnite 2020 World Cup. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like if they are doing it, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. We're gonna go around the world. All if right. I really had to guess, and and the reason I feel that way, like I said, it's like they're holding back. They didn't launch a Winter Royale studio stream. They didn't launch a FNCS studio stream. So something is either not ready or something is bubbling that's gonna be really big. Um, and it could be one or the other. Remember, with a black hole event, they introduced an entire new kind of engine so they are evolutionizing the way the game is you know built out from the bottom up which means that it could mean uh, or it could be that they're planning some big stuff and some big changes to really shake things up once again kind of like the star wars sabers in the game and stuff um so with the introduction of the next season we'll see where the game is going i think the next season is really going to determine uh whether or not we're going to have like a kind of content season again or we're going to go into hardcore competitive because it was around february march where like you know the big announcements started coming out and then a secret skirmish slammed on people and right you know all these things happened so i would love to see a secret skirmish part two that was like one of my favorite events it was 
an inclusive land. Well, and we, and we've heard players. some things that there was actually other secrets that were going to happen that didn't even happen. And there's, there's some, right. So right. like, I so would, like, lo- I would love to see that thing play itself out. I agree. They I have, agree. they have plans. They do have plans, and there's a lot that hasn't hasn't been put into play yet. And before it could have just been like you know limitations, but who knows what is holding them back now? Hey Nate, Nate Nanzer, if you want to come on the show and and tell us what's going on with Fortnite world cup we love it we'd love it come come join us nate please come join us do we gotta figure out a way to get this brother on the show sometime somehow dude that i, I mean i i could dm him he, doesn't mean i'll get a response i mean he <laughs> I, 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 he's a very busy man i'm sure and especially in his role now you know just stepping everything up there at epic i'm sure he's busy but if you ever want to call on nate if you somehow listen to this everybody please tweet at nate tell him to come on the show we'd love to have him get well, on here Man, that has been a it has been a wonderful 2019 year, man. I, I'm I'm looking so forward to 2020 and, and what it brings for Fortnite and the fans and the world and everything else. Uh, you know what 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 can happen? What new things are gonna are gonna come on our plates? I can't wait to see it, man. Merry Christmas to everybody that's listened to the show. Thank you guys so much. Happy holidays to you if you don't celebrate Christmas, whatever it is. Thank you so much for your continued support on us. Me and Monster know that there's been weeks we've been traveling and, and not got a show, uh, but we will continue to do as much as we can always for you guys. Thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you so much for, for coming here, for making one of my dreams come true this year of hitting over a million downloads on our podcast. Um, you know, Monster, thank you for your partnership this year. It's been so fun, man. Obviously, not just being your friend here, uh, but also you know being your friend outside of this, this podcast. Um, so thank you so much for that, man. Best wishes to you and your family as well. And I know you have some things to say to the community. No, yeah, absolutely. Guys, just keep crushing it. Um, thank you all for the support this last year. It's been amazing getting to connect with you guys. You've gained so many fans on the live stream. I just want you guys, you know, to continue to stop by, stop in, get to know me. Uh, and I love getting to know you guys. And again, big shout outs to Tula TX, the one and only right here. Uh, he has really been an awesome person to work alongside. I know he picks on me every week, but don't worry, guys. He's he's actually great outside of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually love him. I just got to give him some hard times. You know, that's that's the that's the way I showed the love, I guess. Well, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Shoot us a review on iTunes. Leave us a comment on Podbean. You can send all your complaints directly to Monster at the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you like and what you dislike. And Monster, tell them where they can find you throughout the week. As always, guys, you can catch my content on YouTube. We are releasing our third episode of the Competitive Guides. It should be ready to release by Friday. Um, and yeah, just happy holidays, guys. I'll see you guys at Monster D Face. Absolutely. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And guys, as always, and until next time, dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales.